Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 2, Episode 28. Derek Leininger comes on, talks about the state meet, previews next year's cross-country season, talks about the track season, and then gives a brief overview of Indiana Runner and promotes our upcoming Indiana Runner Indoor Series. Cue the Derek Leininger theme music. Okay, that sound means only one thing. The Dr. Derek Leininger is joining us. We're going to recap the state meet and uh, maybe talk about some of the things coming up for Indiana Runner uh, this winter, some events that could and should interest a lot of you. Uh, let's go through the boys' meet. Derek, it was a boys' first year, so we'll go to the boys' first. Anything surprising to you from the boys' state finals? Yeah, there, uh, I wrote down a few things. So first, um, Reese Kilbarger's stump was surprising. Not, not completely shocking, but um, I, I was surprised because I thought Sturry was, was the clear favor going in. Um, you know, Reese, I interviewed him after the, after the race as part of the IHSAA broadcast, and he, he, kind, of, he kind of admitted he was like, I'm just, I just sat and kicked. It was kind of a jerk move, but that, that was my plan was to kind of which, I mean, so, so you know, Isaiah Sturry, give him all the credit, did a lot of the work in that race to kind of keep driving it and dropped everybody except Reese. And when Reese still sticking around there, 200 meters to go, um, is dangerous territory with his leg speed. But, you know, so obviously just the individual champion was surprising. Um, Krishna Tarunavukarasu, very, very impressive. I'm not sure surprised. We, we kind of talked about him going in. We knew, we knew Isaiah, Reese, and um, Cole were going to be you know, three really strong front runners. And then Krishna throughout the season had shown some kind of signs of brilliance. He broke, he broke 15 minutes at Marion. Um, he had some really strong races, but then in the tournament, it, like semi state in particular, just wasn't, um, you know, he was fifth place. He was kind of far back from where your two guys were. And obviously now in retrospect, he was just kind of chilling and getting ready for the state meet, but we didn't know that. Um, but I thought he ran a really, a really tough race. I was surprised that 18 of the top 20 boys were seniors and we knew it was a senior dominated field in terms of the teams. That's why we had all these historically great teams just because so many guys here in the class of 2022 on these top teams were, um, you know, obviously seniors, but 18 of the top 20 individuals, I'm, I'm would have to go back and look, I didn't do the research on it, but I would be surprised if that has ever happened. If we've had 90, 90%, of the podium be seniors. Um, I was surprised at how dominant rebuff boys were. Not that they won necessarily, but putting five guys in the top 30, I just, I did not see that happening from anybody this year. They, I mean, they ran almost a, I mean, basically a perfect team race. I mean, their five guys just nailed it. And then I also wrote, I was surprised that Cinder Grove missed the podium. And this is not a negative thing on them because they had two guys in the top 25 and they ran really well. I mean, it's one of those, like they might be, you might be making an argument. They're the best team to not make the podium, which is kind of a column off of special. Like this is like, I'm the best that never, or I'm the, you know, lining the worst that did or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you get into. Okay. But like, I think you can make a pretty good argument that they're the best non, you know, the number six team in the history of Indiana. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's even close. Okay, so there it is. 
So you sp you spoke with more confidence than I did. So I think that you must be right. Uh, so you mentioned 18 of the top 20 boys graduated, I think, are going to graduate rather. They haven't yeah. done it yet. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that five of the top 25 are returners. Five of the top 20, and I think they're all juniors. We're all juniors, yeah. Um, last year, do you know how many of the top 25 last year were returners? Probably half. It was 15. Yeah. 15 is a pretty high number. Yeah. The highest I, I remember is in, in 2016, I believe 17 of the top 25 returned for 2017. Yeah. And then yeah. that was a pretty senior dominant year in 2017. I, I'd have to look at it, but I would, I would venture to guess it's probably – if over time, it's probably pretty close to half of the top 20 or 25 would be senior boys. Yeah, I think it actually might even be closer to 10 of the top 25 tend to be um, returners. So 15 of the top 25 yeah. on the boys' side. Anything surprising in the girls' race? That seemed to go a little more to form, I think. Yeah, that was that was a little more kind of what we thought in terms of the individual. Um, it was surprising to see Lily Cridge be that good and you and I talked this several weeks ago and I kind of realized on in the middle of a podcast that I had not seen her in person run yet just with the nature of COVID and and I was not I did not attend the state track meet in the spring so I had not I had not seen her run except I guess back in 2019 I saw her run as a freshman at the state cross-country meet which which when she got eighth I believe or ninth something like that so I guess I did see her, but I have not seen her since she has risen to the level she is. And like you said, like she just looks different. She looks like she's time trialing a mile and at any second she's going to stop and hit her watch. And she, but she just keeps going and clipping off the next split and then next split, and the next split. Um, this was a really good field of girls. I mean, there's a lot of girls that ran in that race that are on the all time track list and pretty high on the all time track list. Um, and she just dominated. I mean, that was, that was not surprising, but impressive. Um, a surprise was Addison Canablo from Homestead finishing the top five and not necessarily that she was cause you know, we've, we've, we've seen now for, you know, a year and a half since she became, since she came on the scene as a freshman that she can run at that level. But maybe she was out there challenging Cridge early. I mean, she was out with Cridge at that first kilometer split. Um, and sometimes you see that and you're like, oh man, this is, you know, this is not going to go well. Um, she kind of, you know, the group caught up, the chase pack caught her, but she rebounded pretty well. She's pretty gutsy and, and still finishes in the top five. Uh, I thought she had a really tough race. Uh, Caitlin Stewart, sophomore from Floyd Central, finishing on the podium. If you would have asked me a month ago, you know, or maybe five weeks ago, would Floyd Central have a girl on the podium? I'd say, yeah, of course they will. But Caitlin Stewart would not have been the name I would have told you. I would have said Jaden uh, Serencioni. So I thought she ran really well. Um, Floyd Central girls are, are a team that's, you know, kind of popped up on the radar the past couple of years. And uh, she still has plenty more of racing to go as a sophomore. The Columbus North Carmel girls team battle was really good. We normally, when we call the broadcast up top, we don't get team scores, but we can usually tell who won like this year, you know, without, without being a hundred percent confident, we're like, it looked like the Brebuff boys won. Um, and we could tell kind of who ran well and who didn't for the most part, but with the Columbus North and Carmel girls, because there were so many individuals up front, it was kind of hard to tell, like, are they like who, how many points is it actually going to be? 
Um, and it was just a really, I mean, those were two really good teams just going after it. After it. And then the last thing on the girls' race, um, and I don't think they've really gotten enough credit for this, but HSE girls finishing fourth. That was one I did not see coming. I, I actually predicted that nobody from the New Haven semi-state would, would finish on the podium. Um, and HSE girls had a great day. So Coach, Coach Golden, boys getting second, girls getting fourth. Um, the Royals had themselves a really strong state meet this year. After the cross-country season comes the track season. It's a girl's first year for track. What interests you for distance, girls' distance runners this track season? Yeah, I think there's a lot of really good storylines with the distance runners. Um, obviously, like Lily, Lily Cridge, can she break 10 minutes in the third 200? Yes. We only had one. Okay. So yes. Oh, sorry. It's rhetorical. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, can she? And of course she can. Will she? Yes. Uh, okay. So this is maybe, maybe, maybe every question I ask rhetorically. You know, you, you you know where she might do it? At the uh, Carmel Distance Showcase. Yeah. I to avenge her loss that, last year to Sophia Kennedy. I heard the guy that runs that's kind of a kind of a jerk, though. So I'm not sure if she'll go. Oh, um, hey, don't talk about Jeff Hester like that. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, like, her breaking 10 would be a huge deal. Like, we've only had one girl ever do it. Um, you like, Colin, you coach, you coach boys. A boy Confirmed. A boy breaking 10 minutes is exciting. And, it, and that, it at, is. At the, level, at the level you coach, sometimes you've had, you know, you might have 10 or 15 boys, whatever, break 10 minutes. Like, what, what's, the, what's the most you've ever had in a year? Oh, that's so funny that you asked that because one of our other coaches asked that. And so I actually looked it up yesterday and it's 12, 12, 12 okay. in one year. So having 12 guys break 10 is like, that's a huge deal for Carmel, which is historically the best program in the history of Indiana for boys cross country. And so to say like, there's a girl in Indiana that can run as fast as your varsity boys. Like that's pretty impressive. She, um, she would have made our tournament roster this year. Yeah. Yeah, like she's like you. There, there are not. There are no programs in Indiana um, that if that where that would not be in a good, impressive performance for boys. Obviously, you know, doing it on the girl side is a huge deal. So obviously, Cridge sub ten. That's something I'm really curious to watch. Addison Wiley, basically in everything. Like her range is amazing. Um, you know, from her 208 for 800 all the way up to her 10. Was it 10? 20 or 10, 16, or something like that. Um, I think it might have been faster than 208 as well. I, I thought it was 208 because I, I thought she was. I think she ran. I think she ran 205. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. While you're looking it up, I'll keep moving with my thoughts here. But obviously, Addison Wiley, amazing track runner. I'm curious to see how many girls in Indiana will be sub 210 this year. Um, I think Wiley for sure. It could be a Kay lot. Kaylee Polizza, Nikki Sutherland, uh, Farley. I mean, I. I think you might have four or five girls at the state meet under 210, which is crazy fat, like historically fast. Um, and then Sophia Kennedy, like 449, 1014 last year. The last in girl in Indiana to beat the last girl in Indiana to beat um, Lily Cridge. There you go. At okay, the Carmel Showcase. There, there it is. Um, she ran 449 and 1014 this spring. In in most years, you'd be like, oh, man, is she going to try to double and win the state title in both? But it's like she's not even favored in either one of them because Wiley and Cridge are so the, just the, the level of historically great female distance runners right now in Indiana is amazing. And I'm not sure people 
are aware of it. I think they know it, but like there are there are like, there's girls that can that will run like Kennedy. She could run a 440, 10 flat double and not win either one. Just think about that. Like she could run that, right? She probably won't, but like she could run 440 and 10 flat. Right. And neither one of those could win the state title because of Wiley and Cridge being so good. Like it's just so I'm interested to see all of that because there's so many just amazing girl distance runners right now in Indiana. What about on the boys' side? So the boys' side is interesting because, um, as most people are aware, Isaiah Sturry does not have spring eligibility. Um, so, the, I mean, like, your runner, Cole Matisson, probably gets a legit shot at his first individual state title in 3,200. I think he's going to be the overwhelming favorite as I'm assuming that Kilbarger Stump will go 16-8, um, probably the double, or he'll, or he'll feature one of them, one of those two. So I think, I think the 32 might be a little boring in terms of I think Cole might be 10-plus seconds faster than everybody else in the field. I think he could be a, you know, like a mid nine, mid, low to mid-950 guy. I'm not sure – or sorry, 850. I'm not sure anybody else in the field – will break nine not that nobody else could but i'm not sure anybody else will um the open 800 i mean obviously Kilbarger stump is really good if he if he runs 16 8 double he's going to be probably favored in both but there was only one non-senior last year in the open 800 that medaled and he was ninth place adair from concordia lutheran so outside of reese the 800 is like wide open this year on the boys side Will Conway is really interesting. He was a freshman last year and got fifth in the 1600, which you just don't see very often um, in the in the distance races for boys to be top five as freshmen. So I'm really curious to see, like, you know, is he a is he like a 412 or 413 sophomore? Like, can he get down there and and uh, and be running those times this year? And then always like the four by eight is just uh, I love watching four by eights. Um, obviously, you're probably gonna have a really good four by eight. Fishers return some guys off their state championship team. Bloomington North returned some of those guys, and I think they were third last year, and they had a really good cross team. Um, I just love watching four by eights when when got, when teams are breaking 750 and, you know, guys are throwing down these splits. I That's that's one of my favorite races in track. Yeah, and I, I'd have to wonder, too, that this is typically not the case, but, you know, Columbus North has got two – star distance runners and the best shot putter in state history. Can he give him some points in the disc? And then it's, is Columbus North a potential team title contender. And that could, that could impact what uh, Reese ends up doing, I suppose. Although his best event is the 1600, right? So that's, yeah. that's early. And so whatever he runs after that would just be for, for team points. Um, and then, you know, if, we'll, if, you're, we, if you're Columbus North boys, you try to maximize points, you would go Reese 16, eight, right. And then he should, he should be the favorite in the 16. And even on a double, he's going to be the, I, in my opinion, he's going to be the favorite in the eight. Like he right. would be expected. So there's, I mean, there's potentially 40 points between yeah. those two guys and then whatever Newell can give them. And I don't know if they've got something else, but Newell's probably only going to be a few though. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe five, yeah, but 45 oftentimes gets it done and then you know obviously we won last year and a lot of our guys graduated but you get you know two of the top seven at the state meet in cross country 
Yeah. I'm not gonna not gonna tip my hand too much on the podcast, but you get a kid that's a year older, maybe that that is is more in line for running two individual races. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Find out. All right. Um, it's too early. It's too early for podium teams in 2022. So what are your five girls podium teams for 2022? <laughs> it's too early. So what do you think? All right. So I, I think Columbus North and Carmel girls are probably going to be the top two teams again next year. Um, I, it's hard to, it, it's hard to see, you know, either one of those teams dropping out of the contention to win. Um, obviously Carmel won last year, Columbus North won this year, kind of gone back and forth. I think those are probably going to be the top two. Noblesville girls were so good this year. They were a podium team. Um, they return a lot of their runners. I think they're going to be a podium type team. And getting now, some good middle schoolers, getting at least two good eighth graders, potentially top seven. Which in girls can make immediate impacts. Um, so here's, here's I'm going to flip the scripts because going into state meet, I said, I don't think anybody from Fort Wayne girls teams are going to finish on the podium. And that was true. It was only one point, but it was true. Homestead missed by one point. I'm going to flip, and I, th I think Carol and Homestead are both podium-type teams next year. I think Homestead girls could win. Um, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty bold comment. What makes you say that? Their weakness, obviously, this year was at five. Yeah. I mean, well, they also didn't match up at two, three with Thomas North or Carmel. Right. Now, some of those girls from Carmel are graduating, right? So, so we had three girls in the top 20, but two of them are graduating. Okay. So, um, and Homestead has one of the best eighth graders in the state. So I, now that that's a pretty hot take to say they could win, but I think they're going to be among the top teams because they will not put, they potentially will not have the Achilles heel that they have this year. Colin, you know me. When you say hot take, I say I think this might possibly happen. That's I know. My, that's, that's why we. That's why we bring you on. I do warm takes. Yeah, I do your, like, your lukewarm I, nature takes I, down our scalding hot uh, predictions. So I, I follow the directions. It says take out of oven, let sit for five minutes. So I'm not trying to burn my mouth, man. Like let's let this chill out. All right. So those are my top. Those are probably if I got to give a top five. That's Columbus North, Carmel, Noblesville, Carroll, Homestead. Okay. A couple other teams I'm going to throw in the mix, though, because this, this is overtime here. So North Central girls were a podium-level team this year. Obviously, didn't have their best day in, in Terre Haute. Um, I think they're right there, too. I don't think there's anything – I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And then one more, one more team to think about. They were on the podium this year, and I think if you were to look at the statistics, you would be like, I don't think they're going to be back. But I think Chesterton girls, because, and here's why I say that. Obviously, Ranta graduates. They got they have some 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 holes to fill. But I think you look at the culture that they're starting to build up there. They've won back-to-back semi-states. They've they they ran really well this year and got third. Um, even though a, a, an elite level runner like Bailey Ranta graduates, I think they are. Be, I think they will become the type of program where you just you always mention them. You're like, as long as their coaching staff that's there right now continues, I think you're always going to say, yeah, Chesterton girls, I think they're going to be in the mix to win the semi-state and as a possible podium team too. So even though I don't think you would, I'm not predicting them to be top five based on, 
you know, data at this point, I think they're, I think they are that pro program at this time that you got to include them in the conversation. I think the girls teams, I think it's going to be deeper next year. I think it's going to be a lot harder to get on the in into the top five. And I feel like, you know, Homestead being six this year, maybe they're more like third, fourth, fifth, even six next year, but Homestead girls will be way better next year than they were this year. I think, I, I don't know that it's going to quite be at the level of like the center Grove boys running great at the state meet and still finishing outside the podium. But I, I think it's going to be much, much more improved. So, okay. So what's your five, number one, Columbus North two Carmel. Yep. Noblesville, Carroll Homestead in that order. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, it's too three, early. It's too early, but three, four five, you get inter, you know, mix and match. I, I would say Columbus North Carmel one, two. Watch out for Homestead. I, I heard you say that. Yeah. I'm taking out Carroll and I'm putting in North Central. Okay, which I, I said North Central, so I get yeah. credit, you have credit. Yeah, yeah, well, this is your one of six outcomes, right? You just, <laughs> you spray enough darts on the board, eventually one of them's hitting the bullseye. Hey, if you bet all the numbers in a roulette wheel or whatever that's called, you're probably going to win something. Yeah, I mean, you're actually going to lose hey, money, but yeah. Let's go to Vegas, though. We can't lose. We can't lose. Put it on red and let it ride or something. I'm not, I'm not, I actually don't know. I never gambled, so I don't know. Uh, I'll text, I'll text you later. Um, <laughs> next year, it's a girl's first year. So you went through your girl's podium teams, boys' podium teams. It's too early, Derek. So what do you think? It's too early, but I'm going to call hot take. Caramel boys are back, baby. Number one preseason. Cole we Matisse. never left. Colmatisa <laughs> says, I'm going to get two blue rings, y'all. Here they come. So, um, I think I think you guys are right there in the mix as one of the best best teams. Center Grove. So Center Grove didn't make the podium this year, but and I feel like we've said this now for like the past 20 years. Be like, ah, but Center Grove boys, they bring everybody back. I feel like we've said that like so many when, times. When you have a team full of freshmen, you actually get to use that <laughs> repeatedly. Years, yeah. Three years in a row. But I obviously those a lot of those guys are gonna be seniors next year. If Center Grove, um, you know, was ever going to make a run at a state title, I think next year is definitely their year to, to do it. Um, a team that was kind of a distant seventh this year, but returns a lot uh, is Zionsville. They have a lot of really good runners. They, we didn't, we knew, we kind of knew they weren't at that level of the top six this year, but they were probably, we thought they would be the next best, which would end up being true at the state meet. But I think they're probably a podium level team. I think HSC is rebuilding. So I'm not, I would not put them in this conversation. I do think Fishers is probably still going to be there. I do think Rebuff is still going to be there. I think Columbus North is still going to be there. So I, I, I would say five of the top six are going to be the same. HSE rebuilding out because they're losing almost everybody. Zionsville coming in because they return almost everybody. So those would be six teams. And then I'll give you two additional ones. And I, I'm really interested in these two teams, okay? So – and we already talked about this before the state meeting, but Valparaiso boys, they returned Dillabaugh, their front runner, he'll be a senior. They had three boys in the top five were freshmen this year at the semi-state race. So I'm interested. I'm not sure they're a podium team yet, but they are definitely, they're definitely trending that way. And then a team that I will say, and this is a bold move, Colin, but you know me, I'm bold. Northridge boys will place higher next year than they did this year. What were they Which this year? Eighth. So that's a bold statement. They're losing, they're losing their front runner, Jack Moore. 
but and I don't I never do this. So this is a this is a out of character. Uh oh, is this a hot take? Hot take. I hear they say it. Get okay. on your oven mitts, people. Put on your oven mitts. We're not letting this pot pie sit, baby. We're gonna eat it right here. Northridge boys. So they have they have twins. So Jackson Miller is a junior. He was uh, he was a, he had an amazing October this year. His little brothers are eighth grade twins, and they are awesome. And I don't normally do this, but I think as freshmen they'll have an immediate impact in the Northridge top five, and all the other guys getting better. I think Northridge is going to be better next year than they were this year. So do I have to, do I have to give yes. you five? Yes. Well, I mean, technically you're the boss, but yes. Can I give you five A, five B? Can I give you six? Sure. They're going to tie at the state meet. That, that, now you're getting, now you understand the hot take culture. Hot take, tying. So I'm, I think Carmel boys, number one, which I know you love to hear. Center Grove. Uh, I'd like to hear it. It's not worth anything. I'll, I'll be happy if we do finish no, first. Colin, no, I said it. Okay? <laughs> okay. When I say it, it was, was worth more somehow. Okay. Three Zionsville, four Fishers, five and A and five B, Brebuff and Columbus North. Okay. I thought you were going to go super hot take and, and put Northridge on the podium. I think well, if, if I'm if I'm saying they're gonna be higher than eighth, then they gotta be either they gotta be the next team in at seven. Listen, is 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 the chicken pot pie is it scalding or are you wait until a reasonable time? Maybe I didn't preheat the oven the whole time long <laughs> enough. I don't, you know, some of this stuff is hard. You uh you said earlier that the Carmel boys are back. Thank you very much. But something actually is back, and that would be the Indiana Runner indoor meet. So what's up with that? So obviously, as you all know, last year with with COVID, um, indoor track just didn't happen. It wasn't a thing in terms of having club meets, having the HSR series, anything like that. There were some like there were some random meets that high school kids jumped into, you know, college meets. So there were some meets over in Ohio. I, I remember some guys or there's a couple of meets up in Illinois. But in terms of Indiana high school indoor track last year, it really didn't happen. So obviously, Colin, we're really excited to have it back. There were some of the locations we worked with in the past because of COVID restrictions or because of just whatever the university policies are right now. They're not letting third-party organizations rent use their facilities. So we are going to have, we're still going to have three meets, but they're going to be at two different locations. Those are two universities that we're really excited to partner with. So on January 22nd at Taylor will be our Indiana Runner indoor opener. Uh, this will be the third time we've done this meet at Taylor. We did it. So interesting story. We did it at Taylor um, in 2000 and what would that have been? 2018? 2019. 2019. Yeah. So February or January of 19th. So in January of 2019, we're going to have this meetup at uh, Purdue Fort Wayne and we were all excited and we had all these entries and we're ready to go. And on Thursday night, because it was like this polar vortex, the, the pipes break, they burst open and they flood the field house. And the lady, a lady from PFW calls me very apologetically and says, you can't have a meet here because we just had a bunch of pipes first and the field house is flooded. And obviously that was really bad news. So, but we worked really quickly, um, got the meet down at completely moved the meet in 24 hours, changed everything. I mean, it was, it was one of, it was one of those things was like looking back is like, how'd that even, how do we even pull that off? 
Um, but we did, and we ended up running the meet that year at Taylor. And then they were such amazing, you know, people to work with that we've just kept going back with the exception, obviously, of last year, we didn't have a, didn't have any kind of indoor meets. But we were really excited to go back to Taylor. That's going to be our indoor opener on the 22nd of January. A, a new partnership this year for us is going to be up at Trine University. If you've never been to Trine, it's a really nice indoor facility. They're, uh, they're really excited to work with us. It's all the way up by the Michigan border, which you would think, oh, I'm from, I'm from Indianapolis, so I'm not going to drive you know, over two hours to get there. Well, you'll see some really good competition coming down from Michigan. You'll see some runners coming over from Ohio. It's going to be a really good competitive meet. Um, so we're really looking forward to that on February 19th. And then we're going back to Taylor twice as nice this year on February 26th. And this is going to be our showcase meet. If you've done the showcase meet before, it's an awesome meet. We do all the sprint races in the morning, uh, all the sprints and the hurdles and sprint relays. It's kind of a whole morning session. It's the best sprinters, the best hurdlers from across, the, the, from across Indiana. Um, and then we kind of take a break in the middle of the day. The, we bring in the distance runners starting in the afternoon and then we do all the, the best distance runners in Indiana racing. So we try to get it. We try to get some meets as close to um, kind of central Indiana as possible, because obviously people coming from all over the state, we wanted to give people um, as many opportunities to compete as possible. So we're at Taylor twice this year. Um, and then we have tr the try and meet once there's going to be some other club meets that people will offer as well. Uh, we'll post that information on our website, but, um, those three meets, those, those are, those are the, if you're, if you've ever thought like, how does Indiana runner make any kind of money? Um, we have some really good sponsors, but most of our money that helps the website going and, uh, it kind of makes it worth the time that we all put into it come from these three indoor track meets. So, um, you know, signing up and going to these meets, not only are there going to be great racing opportunities for you, but they're also that's the best way you can financially support our website um, is doing these meets. And Colin, I'll also add, and then I'll get off my, my advertising soapbox here. There are our advertising soapbox. Our, because you, because it's your benefit as well. It is. So there are very, there are very few websites in the country like Indiana runner with, uh, with the different networks of, of like the different networks that cut say, we're a national network, but we're going to have a state website. Um, and some of the quality is, is okay. Some of it's not so good. Go, go look around. Go try to find a website in another state that is dedicated solely to Indiana high school cross country and track that has a message board community that hosts events um, that, that does, like we've done coaches clinics in the past. Try to go find a website similar to Indiana. And if you find one, post it on our message board because I'd be curious to see it. It just, they don't exist anymore. They used to exist a long time ago. Um, Indiana Runner was started in the year 2000. So we are, we are 21, actually 21 and a half years old. So um, we got to go out and celebrate that. We, we missed our 21st birthday back. No, in you can, you don't have to do it on the exact day. Well, yeah. So we are, but we are, we are old enough um, to whatever. I'm, I don't know. Be, <laughs> be 21. Vape. Uh, so, you gotta be so, 21 to vape. That's true. Well, so <laughs> I don't, I don't really have any response to that. I don't. So you probably I'm, do as a high school administrator, but you don't want to talk about it right I, now. Um, that is, those are, those are not things I'm talking about publicly. So um, obviously we've been around for a long time. Other websites similar to us have kind of gone away over time. We kind of feel like we are 
like a, a dinosaur that survived, right? Like we, we have figured out a way to continue to be our own independent organization. And we try to be a really good um, asset to the Indiana running community. Um, so if you, if you agree with us, come out to our indoor track meets. That's the best way to support us. Can you, can you quick run through the dates again? Yeah, dates and locations? All, it's three Saturdays. January 22nd is our first one. And that's at Taylor University. That's about halfway between Indy and Fort Wayne. Then on Saturday, February 19th, we're up at Trine University. That's in Angola, um, home of IHSCA cross-country state champion Isaiah Sturry. And then on February 26th will be the, uh, Indi the annual sprint and distance showcase meet. And that will be back at Taylor University. Awesome. Hey, so quick fact check. We were talking about Addison Wiley. I remembered her running under the um, under the I the Indiana runner or the uh, the Indiana 800 meter record. She did. She ran 204.40 at the Brooks PR meet. Oh wow! Yeah, I uh, I remember that, but I couldn't remember the exact time. And then the the all time list that uh, Mike Slobaugh does such, such a good job uh, curating keeping track of um it was off on my phone i think i needed to refresh it so i found it in an indie star article 20440 commit that time to memory derek because I, obviously you know i'm the president of the addison wiley fan club and our you know this is like the center girl boys i know i say this a lot but our ice cream social it's going to be here before you know it the only reason they make you the president is because their dues are so expensive they used to pay it <laughs> So this, it's only one dude, but he pays 10000 a year. <laughs> so come to the Indiana Runner Meets, please, so I can afford <laughs> membership into the fan club that I made up. Partial membership. Oh, man. Yep. And I, I think you, you hit it spot on. You would know because you founded Indiana Runner. You're talking about dinosaurs, though. It's been – you and I have been doing it since 04. Yeah, I started, started doing it when I was in high school. So here's, I started it in June, 2000. This is the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. And the reason I started it was because I, I started to get better at running. And I was like, Hey, I'm a pretty decent, not, not good. Just no, 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 no. I said better. I was very clear about the word choice. All right. So I was getting better at running and I was like, I kind of wonder how good I am as a sophomore compared to other sophomores. And it was just, it was, this is going to blow your mind. If you're, if you are younger, if you're a high schooler or younger, even if you're in your twenties, it's going to blow your mind to know that there was not easily available, readily available data about how fast the sophomores were on Rick Weinheimer's team that year. I didn't know unless you get to the state meet, you're like, Oh, that one kid, he ran 1740. You know, and then you, that's the only data point you have. And so I, but I started to see like Dystat. So Dystat was a big national website at the time. And I was like, if they do this nationally, they compile these leaderboards and rankings and they have all these, you know, all this data from all these people. Why couldn't we do that for Indiana? So I started the website. Um, I knew I had taught myself like HTML coding. So I knew how to build a website and I, it was something that I was really passionate about. So I started it. And it just took off. Like it blew up right away, became a huge, um, a huge success. Not because it was, you know, not because of the meanest sort of, because it was just, it was such a needed thing for our running community. So, um, and yeah, you, you jumped on pretty, pretty early in the game. Um, 
And so we've we've kind of we've we've been around for we've been we're we're old for our age, Kyle. We've been around for a long time. That's a really good way to put it. And I feel I feel old for my age. <laughs> yeah. You look all right. Well, hey, Derek Leininger, you either love him, you hate him, or you think he's okay. I've been at killing, it's a tad bit late. Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate.